Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. So Facebook out with its uh, latest uh, quarterly release. Uh, I was going to say, well, Corey. guess what I'm doing? <laughs> You're looking through the numbers. But I'm, this- I'm adding up. <laughs> frantically updating my model before our next interview. The stock was down in the after hours. It's now up about nine-tenths of a percent. So, so much for that. Uh, the numbers are interesting. Uh, uh, monthly active users not growing as fast as I'd predicted, at least. Uh, daily active users growing faster. Lots of interesting stuff. We start digging into the numbers. Mm-hmm. But tell us how successful Facebook really is right now. All right. So we're going to get into it in just a moment. Let's, though, check on some of those top business stories. A lot of news after the closing bell. Charlie Pellet is all over it. All right. Yeah. Got to begin with Facebook. It did churn out faster than expected quarterly sales growth from its main social network, fueled by continued strength in mobile video advertising. Instagram, the company's popular photo sharing app, also helped second quarter sales climb 45 percent to 9.3 billion. Analysts were projecting 9.2 billion. Al, also after the bell, Gilead Sciences raised its full-year revenue forecast after its top-selling Hepatitis C products, a franchise that has seen eroding sales, did better than anticipated last quarter. Ford shares fell 1.9% today after its latest quarterly earnings. Ford's chief financial officer, Bob Shanks, was on Bloomberg Markets today talking about capital spending plans. If you think about what we did with um, small cars and specifically the next-generation focus in North America, uh, we ultimately decided to uh, produce that in China, which is actually our largest global production footprint for Focus anywhere in the world. So it's got great scale. To put it there, we only have to invest in one plant instead of two, one in China, one here, or in Mexico is where it was going to go. We've saved a billion dollars from doing that. Federal Reserve officials say they will begin running off their $4.5 trillion balance sheet, quote, relatively soon. They left their benchmark policy rate unchanged as they assess progress toward their inflation goal. Stocks at a record. S&P up a point to 24.77. Dow Industrials up 97, a gain of five-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up 10, up two-tenths of one percent. Gold up 770, the ounce up six-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you so much. Charlie Pellet, you are listening to Bloomberg Radio. All right, uh, Scott Kessler joins us right now from CIFRA, CIFRA analyst who covers uh, Facebook uh, and uh, has covered technology for a long time. Scott, always glad to talk to you. Um, uh, i, I got to get you in this headline about Meg Whitman leaving HPQ, uh, which is a printer and, and, and uh, uh, computer company, um, uh, still, of course, uh, staying on. She was, she was the chairman uh, of the board there, but not, not, uh, not executive chair. Now she's leaving that company entirely to focus on HPE or something else. What, what do you take of this? Well, yes. So obviously, thanks a lot for having me, Corey. Good talking to you. Um, Obviously, you're alluding to a Bloomberg News story that I and a lot of other people read suggesting that Uber is uh, considering, I guess, a half a dozen finalists for the CEO role, and Meg Whitman is one of those people. Um, I don't really know to what extent she possibly would have an interest in that role. Clearly, there are a lot of related challenges, but opportunities as well. You know, the fact that she's a woman probably has some appeal in a number of different contexts. Um, she also, as I recall, was a board member of Zipcar for a couple of years before it was acquired by Avis. Um, she's worked for a number of different types 
of companies, whether you're talking about hardware or software, or in eBay's case, Internet. She obviously was also affiliated with uh, some consumer products companies. So she has a really broad background and broad appeal. It's just a question, I think, of whether or not there's a match here. But do you see her stepping down from the board uh, indicative of anything? Are we reading too much into it? Or, you know, what do you, what, how do you take it? Yeah, so, Carol, I can say that I don't cover um, the two companies that she's most recently been um, involved with from a leadership perspective, but, you know, I really don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying reading the tea leaves, um, I think at the least it's something that she would potentially consider, especially given her varied background, and she has now been um, at or affiliated with Hewlett-Packard, I guess, related companies for, I think, the last, let's call it, five or six years. Um, I remember when she was at eBay, and uh, I covered the company at that point and still now, um, she had in mind kind of staying for 10 years. So I don't know if that still holds true, but the bottom line is she would clearly be a pretty interesting and appealing candidate for that role. Uh, all right. I'll let you go with appealing. I'll, I'll, I'll say taking restructuring charges every single year that you're the CEO and then restructuring the company and still taking restructuring charges and seeing sales fall after spending billions of dollars in acquisitions is probably not the kind of success that Uber wants. Let's turn to Facebook, speaking of success. Um, Facebook, uh, uh, I'm looking at this quarter. I'm starting to put numbers into my model. You know, it's, it, it's really continuing to do very well, adding users, over 2 billion users. I usually think those headlines are silly, but I think that's a, that's a worthy uh, moment to pause and say, wow, look what these guys have done. Yeah, I mean, I think what I've learned about covering Facebook for um, the last five years, really since it came public in May of 2012, is that um, I'd say more so than any company that I've covered, um, they consistently deliver from top to bottom. So from revenues to EPS to everything in between, and you were alluding to some of the other metrics, um, it seems like there aren't a lot of holes in the story. But based on my experience, they will seemingly um, offer some prepared comments or some responses to questions that probably, let's say, dampen uh, investor enthusiasm. And I think that's part of the way that they approach um, those kind of discourses so, with the investing public. Uh, Carol, you look like you're about to say something about the no, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right, they're up to 87 percent of revenues coming from mobile uh, as a percentage of, of, of advertising revenues. Um, mm-hmm. That's spectacular. Just just a year ago, that that number was 84. Uh, three years ago, that number was 59. That's a dramatic change in a business that's growing at a really fast rate. Yeah, and I mean, the other point that I would make is I was, you know, hearkening back to five years ago when they didn't have any mobile advertising product whatsoever, um, and now you're talking about um, one of the largest companies on the planet largely being driven um, by this offering. The other thing that I think is kind of interesting is the fact that they still consistently are showing um, incremental improvement in the ratio of daily active users to monthly active users. I think people want to uh, see that because it's an indication of more and more engagement. And I think the other well, thing that I'm looking for is discussion about video and how that could possibly drive even more engagement. You were going to say. 
And what I've always called a conversion rate, which is how many of your users are, are, are of your monthly users, a pile of users, are on the site every day. And that number actually seems to have stagnated at, at 66 per 66.1 percent, according to my model. And it's kind of been stuck there. It was actually a little. It was 66.0 uh, last quarter. It doesn't really seem to be growing from there, which, which is to say, two thirds of every Facebook user is on the site every day, which which is amazing. But it seems to be that's where we're going to be with this company. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been in, improving at a very gradual rate. Um, the other thing that I know you like to focus on, I've been spending some time thinking about this as well, is looking at the ARPU. When you look at the U.S. and Canada, the advertising yeah. ARPU was $18.93, which is a nice increase from $13.74 um, in the prior year period. But then you look at Europe at six nineteen and Asia Pack at $2.12 and the rest of the world at $1.47. Right. Boy, there's a lot of headroom. In there. Scott, we got to jump. get investors enthusiastic about the stock. Totally agree. Great stuff. Scott Kessler from CIFRA. Let's get a check on your latest World of National News headlines. Let's get to Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Carol. This was one of the many red headlines that crossed the Bloomberg terminal. Senate rejects straight Obamacare repeal with two year delay. The vote was 45 to 55 on the measure. Seven Republicans voting against this bill sponsored by Kentucky's Rand Paul. Senators will keep voting on amendments in hopes of coming up with a replacement for the Affordable Care Act by the end of the week. Very focused on repealing and replacing. We're working through that process. Excited about the progress that was made yesterday. and We're going to continue pushing forward until we get a new and better health care plan. That's White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders. Now, the next big vote in the Senate will be a so-called skinny repeal that removes Obamacare's insurance mandate but keeps much of the rest of the law intact. White House says it was a difficult decision, but President Trump thinks barring transgender people is the right decision for the military. So what happens now? I expect that they haven't worked out all the implementation issues, so now it will be up to DOD to sort of issue the new policies. It's Bloomberg Government Senior Defense Analyst Rob Levinson. The White House says Defense Secretary Jim Mattis was informed of the decision shortly after the president made it. Research is underway that some say could alter life's blueprint. Scientists are working to create custom-made DNA to be inserted into living cells that would change how they function or provide treatments for diseases. One New York University researcher says the effort could also someday help give scientists the ability to create entirely new organisms. Critics say the idea of remaking DNA is unethical. Michael Barr, Bloomberg Radio. And I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.